Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Jane Lemming about her Aulani wedding with a ceremony at Kulawai and a meal at Makahiki, and also the bridal portrait sessions she added at Epcot and Animal Kingdom, and a Universal Studios portrait session. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned all of these things and how they all turned out. So welcome, Jane. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Elani. Well, we went to Florida together when we first started dating and we fell in love with Disney. We were planning our next Disney trip before we'd even left the state. And since then, we've been to Disneyland and Disney World dozens of times. We've been annual pass holders. We go on the Disney cruises. We do run Disney events. We've been to Disney Paris. So we knew we were going to have a Disney wedding. We are from Edmonton. That is eight hours north of the Montana border. But we recently moved to Niagara Falls, which is 15 minutes away from Buffalo, New York. So we knew regardless of where we were going to get married, that it would be a destination wedding since we live on the other side of the country for most of the people that we know. And originally we had planned a cruise wedding because the cruise weddings are very affordable. It's a low starting cost. The add-ons are very low. The per person rate is very low. It's a really good deal. You get a lot for a low cost. And the most important thing to us for our wedding was the characters. And we know from cruise weddings that you can only request a character that's already on the boat. So if you're on a Christmas cruise, you can't ask for a Halloween character outfit. And so we had looked online and our favorite character outfits were that the characters were special outfits in Europe. So we had booked a seven day cruise on the Disney magic in the Mediterranean. And I know you're going to say, Oh my goodness, Europe, that sounds expensive, but realistically flights from Canada to the U S and flights from Canada to Europe are not that different. And the seven day magic med cruise was actually cheaper than the seven day fantasy cruise through the Caribbean in the same week. So it wasn't actually as scary as Europe sounds. It wasn't that much. But unfortunately, that was COVID canceled, and we didn't know when the restrictions might lift. And we assumed that we would be better off moving our wedding onto land instead of having it at sea. So Drew says one day, if I'm not getting married on a Disney cruise in the Mediterranean, I'm getting married in Alani. So that was how we made our decision. And Alani had always been on the bucket list, though we've never been before. My parents are snowbirds, so they spend their winters in Hawaii. I've grown up going to Hawaii. Drew and I have been visiting my parents. So Hawaii was a great mix of going somewhere familiar as well as going somewhere brand new. That's wonderful. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? 
I think folks were excited to be going somewhere warm. You know, some of our guests had been to Hawaii before and some hadn't. I think most people were surprised because people, I don't think, know about Alani. Like, when you tell people like that you work with and you mention that you're having a Disney wedding in Hawaii, most people assume you mean Florida. That's interesting. Okay. And so then how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we had about 40 people committed to the cruise when it was COVID canceled. And we debated about doing the ceremony and reception wedding at Alani or just doing the ceremony because the pricing for Alani weddings is promoted differently than at Walt Disney World. So the ceremony only starts at 5600 and then you pay more for the upgraded venue locations. The ceremony plus reception starts at 16500 and that's the venue minimum, not the minimum spend. So if you want to upgrade the venue, that's an additional charge. The food and beverage minimum is in addition to the venue minimum. And then the florist will have a minimum spend as well. So it takes a minute to wrap your mind around the pricing because I think we're so used to talking about Walt Disney World weddings where you have a minimum spend, not a venue minimum. So we decided instead of doing our original plan with the cruise, which was the more the merrier and we're going to do like hours of dancing and have like a big party, we decided to do something a lot more intimate and have a smaller group. And instead of spending money for one day for a larger group of people, we would reallocate that money and do multiple days with a smaller group of people. So we had six guests attend our wedding. Also, we were concerned about potential COVID cancellations, and we didn't want to go through that again, inviting a whole bunch of people to an event and then having it canceled. So instead of having a whole bunch of people, and we have our six guests, we were able to do multiple activities that we covered the cost for. We went boogie boarding at DT Fleming Beach. So we played for the boogie board rentals and lawn chairs for everyone. If folks wanted to go on the ATV tour through Jurassic Park, we covered that. We went kayaking. We did a welcome dinner at Cool Cat Cafe in Lahaina. And it's cool because you're on the second level. So you're looking down on Front Street and watching the sunset into the ocean, but you're in the shade of the Lahaina banyan tree. It's this massive tree that spans two thirds of an acre. And Cool Cat Cafe does like milkshakes and fancy burgers. It's kind of one of our favorite places to eat in Hawaii. And then after that, we all went and got Dole Whip. And then we did a second welcome dinner for everyone at Joey's Kitchen in Napili, which was featured on diners, drive-ins and dives because Two of our group had flight delays and missed our first welcome meal. We went to Hana, which is like a 14-hour drive through a rainforest, and we stopped at Sandy's Banana Bread and Huli Huli Chicken because we saw them on an episode of Gordon Ramsay's Uncharted. So we've been to Hawaii a lot, but to save money, we always cook our own food. We do maybe one restaurant trip per visit, and it's usually to the Cool Cat Cafe, so that's our favorite. So we didn't really know where to take our group. So we took a lot of recommendations from the Food Network. We also did a farewell night for everyone at the Chief's Luau. And I think that's something everyone really enjoyed. So I highly recommend that. We had Luau views at Alani from our hotel room. So we could watch the Alani Luau for free. And I think everyone kind of agreed they enjoyed the Chief's Luau more than the Alani Luau. 
So, yeah, we just tried, if there was an activity that folks wanted to do with us, we tried to cover the cost. And, you know, we wouldn't have been able to do that if we'd had a larger group. Got it. Okay. So then how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your ceremony? We live in a cold climate, so we wanted to go somewhere warm during the cold months. And since it was our first time going to Awani, we wanted to see Awani without a holiday overlay. Unlike the parks, when Halloween ends, the Christmas decorations don't go up until December, so November sounded perfect. And we picked Wednesday because it's the middle of the week. Why not? We had originally only planned to go to Awani for one week, and then we didn't want to be there during a holiday. So we picked the week between Remembrance Day and American Thanksgiving. And then we decided to add a week in Maui. But because we didn't want to be there for American Thanksgiving, we went to Maui the week before the wedding. And, you know, it's really great if you can avoid Hawaii during a holiday. Like American Thanksgiving or the last two weeks of December, not only is everywhere so much more crowded, you know, the costs are significantly higher. Flights, hotels, car rentals, excursions, like everything becomes a lot more expensive. So we saved money by doing it before American Thanksgiving instead of the week of. Got it. Okay. How did you choose your ceremony venue? We fell in love with the idea of the Kulawai for the ceremony, and it's only available for the ceremony-only package, not for the ceremony plus reception, which also helped us pick which route we wanted to go for the wedding. That played a big factor in deciding not to do a reception. We loved that it was at night, it was in the dark, that it was completely secluded, you know, something really different than the traditional Hawaiian beach wedding. Something that surprises first-timers to Hawaii is the sunset. So like, you know, back home in Edmonton, the sky turns pink for a few hours, fades to gray, the sun sets at 9.30 at night. Whereas in Hawaii, it's sunny and there's 15 minutes where the sky turns orange and then at 6 p.m. it is pitch black. So at Alani, you know, the lazy river and many of the pools will close at six. The place really empties out. Even though it's only six o'clock, it feels like midnight. For the Kulawai, the ceremony starts at 8, and you get the space for one hour. We asked if we could have a second hour, and they gave it to us at no additional cost. So it was a nice little pixie dust moment. With no reception meant we had to book a restaurant for the meal. And with the 8 p.m. ceremony time, that meant we had to eat dinner before the ceremony. And since everything in Alani shuts down at 10, and that's pretty common for most resorts in Hawaii, Drew was adamant that wherever we chose had to be within walking distance because he didn't want to drive on the wedding day. So that meant it was the Four Seasons next door or Alani. And as a side note, your wedding planner will book all of your dining reservations at Alani, not just for the wedding day, but for your whole trip. So that includes character breakfast, makahiki or ama-ama, the Disney luau, since COVID, the Ama Ama restaurant had been closed, but we knew from our wedding planner that it would be reopening around the time of our wedding. So we were originally thinking Ama Ama because it's fancy and weddings are fancy. But when they announced the menu, the food was too fancy and we didn't want to eat anything there. So Makahiki does a three-course meal for $73 a person, and the Ama Ama is a four-course for $125 a person. So I initially felt guilty about booking at Makahiki because it's like the cheaper option, but the food was delicious, like one of the best meals of my life. And we had 11 people, including our six guests, us, and our three vendors. 
So when the planner booked a reservation, Kim, our wedding planner, had said, like, it had to be booked as two tables, and they do their best to put us together. Like, okay, it is what it is, no problem. And then we had the greatest idea of our wedding. So since it was a three-course meal, we asked everyone in advance what they wanted to eat for their three courses. And then a few days before the wedding, we spoke to one of the Makihiki managers, told him we were having our wedding dinner there, and asked if we could pre-order our meal so that when we showed up at 6 o'clock for a reservation, the food was ready. And that worked out to being mutually beneficial because we were on a tight timeline to get to our ceremony. The restaurant doesn't want an 11 top walking in at prime time, slowing down their line. And so we had mentioned to the manager about our 8 p.m. ceremony, and he was like, don't worry, I'll get you there in plenty of time. And he said that the ama ama takes way longer, so they probably wouldn't have been able to get us in time for our ceremony. So we show up at 6 o'clock. There's a table set for 11, so we all get to sit together, which was great because that wasn't guaranteed. We're outside on the patio. They've got us set aside from the other guests. They made us little name cards in the Walt Disney font. And I think they brought in extra staff because we had four or five servers just for us. And it was great. We didn't have the stress of planning a menu and everyone was able to order what they wanted. For the starter, I had the corn soup, which I'd never heard of before, but it was amazing. 10 of the 11 people ordered steak. One person had fish and they were so accommodating. Like I wanted steak, but I didn't want the asparagus or the broccoli that came with it. So I asked if I could have the steak, but all the sides that came with the chicken dish and no problem substituting out items. I know another guest had also asked for something to be subbed out and they were super good with it. You know, even at one point in the night, one of the servers like whispered to my husband, Drew, like, do you want more mashed potatoes? Like I could bring you more mashed potatoes. Like just... Absolutely the best service. The food was amazing. The service was amazing. I had the pineapple and macadamia nut cobbler for dessert. It was perfect. And then instead of ordering beer or wine, everyone ordered fruity cocktails. And we had brought like little tiny umbrellas from home because you picture Hawaiian drinks with tiny umbrellas, but that's not actually a thing in Hawaii. So we brought them from home and it was a really fun moment, everyone with their fruity little drinks you know, hanging out in Hawaii, you know, we would finish one course and swoosh, the plates were cleared and the next course arrived. Like it was amazing. We felt like very love, very like VIP. So we finished eating by 7.15 and me and one guest left so I could change dresses. And then everyone else stayed and went directly to the ceremony venue. And it's funny, Drew didn't realize the bill was autograded. So he tipped on top of that. So the servers walked away with like a 50% tip, which they completely deserved. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about your ceremony. So you extended the ceremony time. Generally, the actual ceremony portion for most weddings lasts maybe 20 minutes. So with the two hours, how did you fill that? We had Minnie and Mickey come for half an hour, and that was amazing. So after the ceremony ended, we did a staged exit with bubble wands, and then Minnie and Mickey showed up. And we did a second stage exit with Minnie and Mickey. And something I had found on YouTube was an Alani wedding. And they had the couple, two human guests, and three characters. Like, what a great wedding. You have more characters than people. <laughs> and they had the characters doing a flower petal toss. And I've never seen that before at any other Disney wedding. So we were like, I have to have the characters do this flower petal toss. So 
they came and they did the flower petal toss with us. And then after the petal toss, we cut the cake with Minnie and Mickey. And it's funny, the cake was on a table to the side of the aisle for the wedding. And then this army of people comes out and picks up the cake table and moves it to where we were standing for the ceremony between the two hot tubs. Hmm. So we cut the cake. And something we really wanted, instead of feeding each other, or like mashing food into each other, we each took a piece of cake and we cheers each other with it. And then we fed ourselves because that's something we do normally. Like we like to cheers our food. Like we've never fed each other. Why would we start now? And then the army of people come out and swoosh, the cake and table are gone. <laughs> oh, also as a side note, you get an engraved Disney fairy tale wedding knife set to use for your cake cutting. That's included. And you can also purchase a brand new cake cutting set to keep. That's $75. So we said yes to that. And our Disney fairy tale wedding knife set magically appeared in our hotel room, which was fun. The tablecloth for the cake table was from It's So Pretty Linens. And we chose the color through our Disney wedding planner. And then they coordinated with them. We didn't have to do anything. Then we did our first dance with two... Livian Rose from Wally E because all of our music we wanted Disney music and a favorite moment I didn't even know that it happened so we had this ukulele that Drew had bought at the ABC store across the street because I had wanted to take photos earlier at the wedding of the ukulele and our Disney wedding ears and then Drew and the guests had gone from photos to dinner to the ceremony so the ukulele just happened to be there so the wedding planner, Kim, who is amazing, gave the ukulele to Mickey Mouse. So in our wedding photos for our first dance, it looks like Mickey is the musician at our wedding. <laughs> and I didn't even notice it at the wedding, but I saw the photos and they are my favorite photos. So then after Drew and I danced together, then I danced with Mickey, Drew danced with Minnie. And then we got some group shots of everyone dancing together. We also had the Aloha sign. So it's through an outside vendor designed with Aloha wedding rentals, but you book that through your wedding planner and they work with the outside vendor. So you have the choice, the O of Aloha can be like a regular O or a heart or a Mickey head or a pineapple. So we went with the Mickey head. Then we took photos with Minnie and Mickey and our guests in front of the Aloha sign. And something I'd never thought of before was how to fill your time with Minnie and Mickey because 30 minutes sounds like a long time, but it goes so quickly. So we were grateful for our photographer, Claire, of that first moment photography. She has shot so many Disney weddings, so she knew exactly what to do with Mickey Mouse. So she's calling out poses and making sure we're getting pictures with everyone in a variety of combinations. And I really like that we made a point to get a photo with Mickey Mouse with each couple. So it was the couple with just them and the characters. And then we'd jump in for the next shot so that we had photos with them. And then they had photos without us. Because <laughs> I'm sure we don't want our guests in all of our photos. And I'm sure they don't want us in all of their photos. So it was, I was really glad that was a good combination. You know, definitely, if you think you want characters, like really put some time into thinking how you're going to fill those 30 minutes. Because you don't want to waste a minute with indecision. And if you're on the fence with characters, like, I know it's a cost. Like, trust me, like, it's totally worth it. Of our six guests, we had two Disney, like, diehard fans. We had two anti-Disney people. And we had two that were like, you know, when in Rome, like, we're not Disney fans. But hey, we're at Alani. Like, yeah, we'll meet some characters. Like, it's all good. 
And everyone, even the anti-Disney people, really enjoy the experience of the private meet and greet with the characters. And then when Minnie and Mickey left, we served the cake because we had added the cake and champagne celebration to our ceremony. I don't drink. So normally they offer non-alcoholic champagne as an option, but we're in Hawaii and I want to drink pog juice. So that's pineapple, orange, guava. It's literally everywhere in Hawaii. They also have it at Disney, like at 1900 Park Fair, at Tusker House and on the Disney cruises. So my juice was $68. (laughs) And (laughs) yes. And a bottle of the Iron Horse like fairy tale champagne was 80. So we got three bottles of that. It cost $250 for a person to cut our cake. And I asked about ice cream, and that would require a second $250 person to scoop the ice cream, not including the cost of the ice cream. (laughs) They said if I wanted the juice mixed with the champagne like mimosas, that would require an additional $250 person to mix them, plus like (laughs) tax and service fee, right? So we decided to splurge, and I got my $68 juice. But we decided to save by not doing the ice cream. So then they served the champagne and the juice in glasses. So before we left, my husband was laughing because I was like chugging the remaining glasses of juice. Like I paid for it. I'm getting my money's worth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Can you talk about the cake, like how you chose the design and then what flavors you picked? So if you book the ceremony plus reception wedding, that includes a meal and a cake tasting. But if you book the ceremony only, you can only do a cake testing with a fee and it must be done between six months and six weeks in advance of your wedding. And we were in a position to fly to Hawaii before the wedding. So we just guessed. So our cake was white square with flowers on it. And even though room service hadn't returned post COVID, I saw online, there was an item from the old room service menu. It was a chocolate Alani arch with a painted chocolate stitch and painted chocolate surfboard. So I asked if that could be our cake topper and yep, no problem. And I really liked the way the cake turned out like simple, but pretty. We had two cake flavors. We wanted Dole Whip cake, but in Florida, Dole Whip cake is orange cake with pineapple filling. But in California and Hawaii, Dole Whip cake is pineapple cake with pineapple filling. And that felt like too much pineapple. So instead of Dole Whip, we went with the Pog cake, passion fruit cake with guava, pat de fruit and guava orange creamsicle mousseline. And we chose the very merry unbirthday cake, funfetti cake with strawberry compote, vanilla cream and rainbow sprinkles. And we asked when they cut the cake if everyone could get a piece of each flavor. So every person had two pieces of cake on their plates. And I really liked the funfetti cake, the pog, I thought was really tart, kind of like a lemon cake, which is funny because I was chatting with another Alani bride and she had tried the pog cake at her cake testing and she thought the pog cake was too sugary sweet. And then after the wedding, Disney packed up our remaining cake for us, delivered it not just to our room, but put it in our fridge for us. Very kind. (laughs) (laughs) And then you also did some DIY decor for the ceremony. Can you talk about that a bit? So I had inquired with Sweet Pea about doing some aisle decor, and they said it ran anywhere from $1,000 to $10,000, depending on what I wanted, and that seemed insane to me. So Alani will let you bring any non-floral decor, and they will set it up for you at no additional cost. And I'm sure that's why you see a lot of pineapples in Alani wedding photos, because pineapples aren't floral. So you could go to Costco and buy a whole bunch of pineapples, and Disney will set it up for you. 
And I saw these pineapple lights at Walmart for like $5 each. So I went to a bunch of Walmart locations. Two of our guests were super kind and they went to half a dozen Walmarts in their city as well. And then we shipped my pineapple lights to our wedding planner. The wedding planner allowed us to ship stuff to her at no additional charge and she held them for us before we got there. And then when we met up with the wedding planner at Alani, we asked for the pineapple lights and we took them all out of the boxes, made sure all the batteries were working and then returned them to the wedding planner all ready to go. Side note, we also had bubble wands for a stage exit. So we made sure to have them all like loaded, ready to go, batteries working. And we gave those to our wedding planner, Kim, as well. We also had this little hee-hee statue that I wanted in the background because it's fitting being in Hawaii. Everywhere you go in Hawaii, there are chickens in the background. And I love our wedding planner, Kim. She kept moving the hee-hee around in random locations throughout our wedding so when I see our wedding photos there's like this little hee hee statue like peeking out in the background in different spots and then we just drew a little picture of how we want it set up so we paid 500 for the pineapple lights 300 for shipping so 800 dollars Canadian that's like 500 dollars American you know way less than anything we would have done with floral and we we're really happy with how it looked in person and how it looked in photos. And it's funny because our wedding planner heard us talking that, about us leaving them in the ice room. Cause that's the thing at Alani. When you have leftover stuff you don't want, you like take a picture, post it on Facebook and you leave it in the ice room and be like, which stranger wants my half eaten jar of mayonnaise? And <laughs> someone will be like, I do. It's me. I'm coming for it. That's the thing. So we were like planning on leaving these pineapple lights in the ice room. And our wedding planner was like, if you don't want them, I'll keep them. So we've been joking that we're going to see our cheap Walmart pineapple lights as a rental option for future Alani weddings. <laughs> to the tune of $2,500 probably. Right, yeah. <laughs> It'll be something really expensive. Oh, and just thinking about like, going back to the cake, if I can, for a second. Alani can do these amazing fondant cakes that you see at Walt Disney World. And that was something originally that we wanted because they don't offer that at the cruise wedding. So we decided to save money and do buttercream and just purchase floral for the cake through Sweet Pea. And doing the buttercream instead of the elaborately decorated fondant cake saved us a lot of money. The buttercream option was like half the price. And that money saved basically paid for the Aloha sign. So we got way more out of the sign than we would have through the fondant cake. We're also glad we didn't spend the money on the cake because I saw the cake for maybe 30 seconds before it was cut and swooshed away. So, you know, having the Aloha sign on display was way better than having the cake on display. Interesting. Okay. Now you talked a bit about the timing of your Makahiki dinner. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the whole day fit together? We had... A hair and makeup done by Alyssa, the Alani bride from the TV show. And we got a recommendation for her from a podcast episode you did with a Alani bride named Brittany from Dauphin. So we had Alyssa come and do our hair and makeup. She arrived at 9 a.m. and she brought an associate, Caitlin. So Alyssa did the makeup, Caitlin did the hair. And they did myself and the three women in attendance. The guys spent the morning in the lazy river. And Drew discovered uh, the French dip sandwich at Off the Hook. So it was funny. He called me in a mad panic. And he was like, this is the best sandwich of my life. He's like, everyone there needs a sandwich. She becomes the Oprah of French dip sandwiches. <laughs> like, you get a sandwich and you get a sandwich. And 
they hadn't brought room service back since COVID. So he brings up these sandwiches. And one of my favorite memories is me and one of our guests were standing over the sink, eating this like messy, drippy, delicious sandwich, like trying not to get our like clothes or makeup messed up. And then Claire and Rob of that first moment photography and Tanner, our videographer of Adrift Films, showed up around two o'clock for detail shots and getting ready shots. And I will let you in on a secret that you have a podcast episode of a couple from Disneyland and the grooms talked about how they had their makeup done for their wedding and their park shoots, but they didn't get their makeup done for their welcome party. And that was their big regret was that they just looked slightly better with the makeup. So Drew had his makeup done for the wedding and for the park shoots. And it's true because we had Drew's makeup done, but not the other guests. And he looks slightly better than everybody else. So I highly recommend like men's makeup. Like it's true. Your the podcast episode was correct. <laughs> so then the guys arrived at two o'clock and got dressed in our room. And instead of first look photos of me and Drew, we did getting ready photos together, which I know is unconventional, but I really loved the photos of us helping each other get dressed. And I feel like it, you know, demonstrates that we're already going into this wedding and this marriage as a team. And then we did group photos from three to six. We did them at the hotel balcony, around Alani, and out on the rocks, like when you're facing the water in Alani, like on the left-hand side. And then we did sunset photos at 545, and then had dinner at Makahiki at six. So the ceremony started at eight. I had also asked the wedding planner if the officiant could stand to the side of us instead of in the middle of us, because I think I, I think the photos look amazing. Like it's just the two of us kind of having this intimate moment instead of having a, some stranger standing between us. Um, in advance, we were sent the script for the wedding ceremony and that was great. We were able to customize and change the wording. There was some optional additions, like you could add a lay presentation that's giving lays to family members, a lay exchange between the couple. You could add a koa bowl and tea leaf ring blessing ceremony that signifies strength and unity. You could add a closing prayer. So Drew thought it was a fun idea to do a lay exchange between the two of us. So he contacted the florist and had that added last minute. You know, what's interesting with how the florist worked was that you pay the deposit directly to the florist and then any additional floral payments you pay to Disney and then they pass that on to the florist. Which side note unrelated just reminded me of that a lot of the vendors that we worked with um, wanted to be paid by Venmo and they do not allow Canadians to use Venmo. Hmm. So we found kind of early in the process that when we were booking things with vendors, we had to make a point of like specifying that we are unable to pay with Venmo because we're Canadians and you know, do you take PayPal? Can we pay direct? Like da 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 da. But I know some vendors thought that was really strange that we couldn't Venmo, but like, sorry guys. They don't allow Canadians to do that because you have to have an American bank account. Um, so then after the ceremony, that's when we did the stage exit with bubble wands. And then that's when Mickey and Minnie arrived. Can you tell my listeners a bit about your trip to Walt Disney World after the wedding to have pre-park opening portrait sessions in Epcot and Animal Kingdom and how you combined that with a character breakfast so you could get photos with characters? Yeah, so... The photos were the most important thing of the wedding. So we had Rob and Claire from That First Moment and Tanner from Adrift Films, and they came to Hawaii. And then we also took photos in Florida with Rob and Claire because they're Orlando-based. 
So then we did the in-park bridal photo shoot at Disney World. And anyone that has a Disney fairy tale wedding can do the park shoots, including Alani or Disney Cruise couples. It's not just open to those at Walt Disney World. So we contacted DFAP. They needed an email confirmation from our wedding planner to confirm we were having an Alani wedding. And we were allowed to book one year in advance from the date that we wanted to do the photos. So we chose Epcot and Animal Kingdom because they're unique and Magic Kingdom costs more. Uh, Drew really wanted to do the Star Wars photos, but you can't wear bridal attire. So Drew said that could be something we could do in the future, like an anniversary thing. So we had Rick from DFAP for both of our Animal Kingdom and Epcot shoots, and he was great. We were staying off property, so we met at the wedding pavilion. And small tip, we were told that the photographers would arrive 15 minutes before the scheduled pickup time. And if we showed up 15 minutes early, we could start 15 minutes early. So we got some extra photo time. We did France, Morocco, and Japan as our locations. And for a little pixie dust, we stopped at Spaceship Earth first to take some extra photos with our extra 15 minutes. We wanted to do Germany, but Rick warned us that it's a far drive or a far walk. So we would lose photo time traveling. So we're like, hey, cancel cancel Germany. And also a tip, if you want to do France, make sure you do it first because there was a huge line of people waiting to go on Ratatouille while we were taking photos in Japan. So then we also wanted to do fireworks photos. So we booked a fireworks cruise out of the Grand Floridian with Claire and Rob. And we wanted to do resort photos, maybe at one of the hotels. So we actually ended up doing photos at the Fantasia Gardens mini golf. And we thought the photos looked super adorable. We wanted to do Harry Potter photos, which is different. You don't need to book that with Universal. You just pay park admission and then you go during park hours. So we knew the day we wanted to go, Claire was already booked. And we found Nick and Lauren of Nick and Lauren Photography on Reddit And we just think their photos were great. We really enjoyed how that came out. For our photo shoots, we had Laura Reynolds. Both Laura and her associate Amber came out and did my hair and makeup and Drew's hair and makeup. And it looked fabulous. And we're really grateful. You know, they were showing up at like 2.30 in the morning for Animal Kingdom. So we really appreciated that. And then after the park shoot we went to the character breakfast at the four seasons in orlando and we got some photos with the characters which is a great way to get more bridal attire photos with characters because you can't wear your bridal attire in the parks but if you go to a resort character meal you're allowed to wear bridal attire but definitely you can see the difference in the photos like the character photos of a character meal versus having them at your actual wedding for sure yeah Okay, so when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects of your wedding where you focused your attention or your budget? Photos and video were definitely the most. That was probably the most expensive thing that we did, but 100% worth it. Attire. So overall, I had eight wedding dresses. That was a lot. And... (laughs) You know, but each each individual dress was a good deal. It added up to a splurge, but I saved on each individual dress. Um, Drew bought two suits, and he had this idea, like, what if everyone at our wedding wore a blue suit from Indochino? And that's a store they have throughout Canada in the U.S., and it's a brick-and-mortar store, but you order everything. You can't buy anything in person. So 
one of our guests said, Hey, I, I already own a blue suit from Indochino. And two people said, we don't have that. So, okay. We bought suits for two people. Um, Drew said, what if everyone wore brown leather belts? One person had it, two didn't. Okay. We bought belts. Uh, we got cufflinks. Drew wanted to get Darth Vader cufflinks and then he got everyone else stormtrooper cufflinks. We got ties and pocket squares for everyone and Disney socks and the girls, we were like, you're going to have to buy a dress for the wedding. Like, you know, buy a dress, maybe jewel tone. You pick the dress. We'll pay for it. We paid for all the girls to have hair and makeup done by Alyssa. We got matching shoes for everyone. And I got painted vans from Pixie's Tiny Things. And it started because I had vans made for our park shoot. And I absolutely loved them. So then we got shoes made for me and Drew for the wedding. And Drew's were like Star Wars characters on vacation. So like a stormtrooper in a coconut bra and you know, Darth Vader in like a Hawaiian shirt. And then um, Laura of Pixie's Tiny Things made painted vans for everyone at our wedding, our six guests, including our three vendors. So she made 12 pairs of shoes in total. And it was amazing. Everyone kind of picked one or two characters that they liked. And then she made Hawaiian versions of all of the characters. And it was really cool. And the best part, we had so many people coming up to us, complimenting us. Even days after the wedding, we would have cast members come up and be like, you're the wedding, the wedding with the shoes. <laughs> so that was really fun. <laughs> and then which aspects were less important where you saved your money or your effort? The decor. We spent very little on the decor. The cake, by not doing the fondant cake, we saved a lot of money on that as well. Got it. And what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Minnie and Mickey were definitely the best choice. We really loved having them there and it absolutely made the wedding. We've all seen online those flying Santorini dresses and I thought, well, that looks cool. So I bought one on Etsy. Well, I bought two on Etsy, a white one and a purple one because I couldn't decide and brought them to Hawaii and kind of near the end of the trip I was talking with Claire and we're like, oh, we didn't really get a chance to use these. And we're like, let's put them on and take pictures. And I had two. So I was like, hey, Claire, do you want to put one on too? Sure. So we went out and we're standing on the rocks in front of Alani with these giant flying dresses. And it was just, I don't know, goofy and comical because when you'd be pulling them along the ground like a kite that won't take off. And all of a sudden they would swoosh up and I didn't know how much it was going to swoosh. So then all of a sudden everyone can see my underwear. And, but it was just this really like fun and goofy thing. Um, another thing I really enjoyed was we got our invitations we made on Zazzle, super cheap, just like kind of like tiki bird kind of theme. And we did invitations. We did wine labels that I put on bottles of wine at, for our trip and matching cocktail napkins. And we got these edible frosting sheets with these tiki birds on it. And I just thought they'd be fun, like props. And so we got all these pictures of people eating these tiki bird, like sugar discs. And I love the photos. It was just goofy and fun. And that was one of my favorite memories. And then Drew obviously would add the discovery of the French dip sandwich to, uh, to the list of favorite moments. <laughs> Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Our first morning in Hawaii, we go with a bunch of wedding guests and Tanner, our videographer. It's my first time meeting him in person. And we all go to DT Fleming Beach to go boogie boarding. And this is like my favorite activity and my favorite location. 
we're really excited to share something we love about Hawaii with our guests. And so we're all having fun, boogie boarding, having a great time. And a wave comes, knocks me over. I smash my face on the ocean floor. I am dragged underwater by my face, feet straight up in the air, at least 10 feet. So my first thought is like, is my nose still attached to my face? And I'm so busy worrying about like, is my face in the same location that I didn't notice I lost my bathing suit top. So a bunch of our guests got to see me topless and it's like the first time I'm meeting Tanner and it's like, Hey, thanks for coming to shoot our wedding. Like these are my boobs. (laughs) Um, so luckily, luckily my nose is fine, but I had this like big rug burn on my chin and that sucked. Um, we normally buy water shoes for Hawaii, which totally I recommend, you know, the beaches are not maintained like an inclusive resort in the Caribbean. Like they're pretty natural. There's like rocks and twigs and stuff. But I decided I'll save $5 and I brought an old pair with me and they ripped a circle of skin off my feet. And then another time we were taking photos in the ocean and Drew actually stepped on me and like broke my toe and my foot is bleeding. And thank God I'd already planned to wear shoes instead of heels because by the time the wedding happened, my feet were completely destroyed. So part of me thinks maybe we should have got married earlier in the trip, like before I had time to sustain so many injuries. Um, but the flip side of that was while we were in Hawaii enjoying fabulous weather, um, Hurricane Nicole was about to hit Orlando. And so they proactively shut down all the airports and Claire and Rob, who are Orlando based, had their flights canceled. So Claire and Rob are in Orlando. They're shooting weddings like every single day leading up to Hawaii. Meanwhile, Tanner, who's already slightly in Hawaii, he spent hours on the phone with the airlines booking them new flights. At one point, Claire and Rob had five flights booked out of three different airports. And it's like Russian roulette, like flights are getting canceled, canceled, canceled. But they were able to get on a flight out of Miami with an insanely tight connection. So they almost missed that and got stuck in Dallas. They land in Hawaii and their flight sat on the tarmac for two hours waiting for the ground crew so they could get off the plane. So I'm so grateful because Claire and Rob literally moved heaven and earth to get to our wedding and so grateful for Tanner's assistance um, in booking them a bunch of flights. And then they always travel with their camera gear as a carry-on, but they had brought an extra suitcase of lights specifically because we were getting married in the dark and the lights didn't make the connection. So that was a little unnerving because we're in Maui, we're going to Oahu, what happens if the lights show up to the wrong island, and we've already left, but it all worked out, the the lights arrived, and my face healed mostly, and it was fine, it all, you know, a lot of drama, but, so that way, I'm glad we didn't get married at the very beginning of the trip, just so that we didn't have to worry about, like, airplane drama. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand, or you were worried about, and then it turned out not to be a big deal? We had asked about having Olu Mel attend the wedding because he's like the mascot of Alani and he's pretty rare. He doesn't attend the American parks. And they said like hard no, they don't have the licensing for it. And I know from previous Alani podcast episodes that there's photos where Minnie and Mickey are wearing purple and I really wanted their purple outfits. And they were like, no, they don't have them. They threw the purple out. You have They have to wear green. And I know also from podcast episodes, I've seen people get married on the lawn in front of this Alani Arch from the Starlet Huey and so we asked about that but they said like no they've thrown it out which is too bad so I was really disappointed about that time but you know what like it's all good like Minnie and Mickey were great in their green outfits you know it all was was awesome and you know I didn't need the arch so it all worked out. (laughs) Do you have any other tips or advice for future Alani couples? 
you know, hire vendors that you enjoy as people in addition to the fact that you love their work. And if there's a vendor you love, you can ask that vendor for other recommendations because the Disney wedding world is really small. Like we hired Alyssa based on the recommendation of another Alani bride from your podcast. And Claire was a photographer for both my wedding and Alyssa's wedding. We hired Nick and Lauren photography because of photos we saw on Reddit. And it turns out Nick and Lauren are subcontractors for Claire and Rob, and they work together often. We had Laura Reynolds do the hair and makeup for our park shoots based on photos we saw from a Cruise Bride podcast. And later we found out that Laura did Claire's hair at Claire's wedding. So they all know each other. And definitely, you know, we really loved Rob and Claire. We loved Tanner. We were really grateful that they came on this Hawaiian adventure with us, you know, Claire and Rob were this married couple and it was a really great vibe and we really loved having them there. So I definitely recommend that you hire them all. That's great advice. Well, Jane, I think you've offered a ton of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Aulani and possibly combining it with a park shoot at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com.